Today on Sister's Dish, we recap some incredible recent dining experiences, some horny Dallas ducks, and our love for Chef Andre Rush. We also welcome Mama Ashley and our cooking partner in crime, Mama Carol Carter. They share with us some of their hilarious stories from catering together and how cooking was their therapy as they both navigated divorces. So grab your wine and your whisk and enjoy the show. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. How are you? Well, I miss you because let's see, it's been about a week since we've been together, but you're coming like next week. So we're good. (laughs) I know. I'm actually excited that we get to be back together again. Well, we're going to have to really put our nose to the grindstone on this one next week. We have to interview our asses off and we're going to need to cook together. We need to have some recipe development days, I think. Yeah. We've got a lot of makeup to do. You know, We have a lot of makeup. Yes. That week we were down sick really left a mark. (laughs) It really did. But I haven't really been cooking so much here as I have been eating elsewhere. Mm. All right. That works. Yeah. And one of the highlights of the week last week was Mm -hmm. there was this special dinner that they did at uh, Tara which is Italy's a restaurant at North Park. We have and, one here in LA too. Yes. I mean, y'all's is aesthetically better. It's aesthetic, as the kids say, aesthetic. Oh my that's God. like how they use the word now. The teens use the word like, oh my God, that's so aesthetic. I'm like, you're not using that properly, but that's what they oh say. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me that one of the kids told me that the other day. Ma, um, oh, Mrs. Harrow, that's like so aesthetic. I was like, what were they referring to? My outfit, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was wearing. It's probably workout clothes. <laughs> oh, your me. aloe is so aesthetic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. And it's oh, just God. so confusing to me. And when I try to explain what it really means, they are like, no, mom, that's not what it means anymore. That's not how I use it. No. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, anyway, you with your headphones on, you're so aesthetic. You're so aesthetic. Thank you. So Tara did the special event where they had Uchi, which is mm. a legendary sushi place here in Texas. Oh. You know, they're opening one in LA. I heard. Yeah. I mean, it is, you guys, it is so good. It is. I mean, I think it's better than Nobu. I, oh, I'm going to go down. out on a limb and say that. I, I think so too. I think it mm-hmm. is the best sushi I've ever had. And mm-hmm. the funny quick story is when... Lance and I first started dating. We came to Austin and he was like, I'm going to make us a reservation at Uchi. And I'm like, why are we eating sushi in Texas? Like, this is so ridiculous. We live in LA. We get the best sushi. And he's like, just trust me. And it really is a game changer. So anywho, they Mm -hmm. had the chef from Uchi, Tyson Cole, and they collaborated on a menu together. Japanese and Italian. That is yes. some combo. I bet it was cool. It was really cool. So they had their Uchi's legendary like Hama Crudo with the mm. Supremes and spicy Thai chilies. Oof. Delish. And then they also did 
this risotto with salmon, smoked salmon, which I didn't actually love. The salmon itself was beautiful, Mm -hmm. but I don't really like smoked salmon in my soto Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it was fine. And then they did this insane pork secreto, which I guess is a specific cut. Oof, that would be very dangerous for me, you know, with my bad luck in the pork. I know. It Everything would. bad happens to me when I eat pork. So, yeah. But it sounds delicious. It was insanely good. But mm. the funny part was, is that our friends, Lauren and Austin, had bought the tickets. They texted us. Do you guys want to do this? We're like, oh, hell yes. Well, it came down to the day of and Lauren's like, I'm just not feeling well. She's got a three-year-old that's been keeping her up and she's like, I got to get rest. So I said, okay, cool. And then Lance was supposed to be out of town. And so (laughs) I invited mama to come with instead. And then he didn't end up going, but he's like, you already invited mama, take her with you. And I was like, okay. So Austin brings our other friend, Simon, who's married to our good friend, Cammie. And we were joking because it was like me and mom out with Austin and Simon with these two married men. <laughs> ah, that's so cute. It was so cute. And mom's like, oh, people are going to think I'm a cougar. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they're going to think you're married to Simon because you have your wedding rings on. And she was like, oh, I am. Oh, hey, Simon. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, God, how cute. But that's we had fun. a great time. It was really fun. And um, delicious. And I look forward to more of those kind of guest celebrity chefs coming into Tara because they do a really good job. So the other thing that we did this weekend was we went to Cousin Katie and Kirk's house for a pizza party because when they got married, we got them the Oni pizza oven. Shit, I still haven't gotten them their wedding gift and it's been over a year. Okay, I'm going to publicly <laughs> announce, guys, it's coming. I'm so sorry. I'm such a jerk. All oh, right, This go ahead. is a good reminder. Yeah, um, yeah. But we we got them the, the pizza oni because here's the, here's the funny thing is that when we were registering for our wedding, we're going through wherever and Lance is like, I'm going to register for that. And I'm like, no one is going to buy us that $400 pizza oven, you mm-hmm. know, first gift. Oh, uh, couldn't believe it. Yes. Who was the big spender? Mama Janice. Oh, from the, nice. From the D. Romaldos. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, I know. So and we love it. But we got the 14 incher. But now there's like an 18 incher or something. So mm. we got them that. And Lance is like out there with Kirk. And he's like, we're going to get a new pizza oven. <laughs> yeah, because you were just doing it up. How huh? they make them bigger. He's like, look at all that room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got my in-laws, the small one too. And you know what? Oh. The pizza, it's, it's hard. I think you, I think it's, you got to get the bigger one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. So one of the things they did that was so cute is that they put butcher paper down on their island in the kitchen mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. put all of their toppings out on the butcher paper and wrote the names. It was That's smart. so cute. And so you could like make Katie your own. Katie must have been on Pinterest looking up pizza parties. I That's guess a cute so. idea. Yes. Or she's so creative. She I probably know. just thought of it. It was so cute. But one of the things that they had was something they called pizza crack. So I'm going around looking at all the ingredients. That was a topping. Pizza crack was a topping? Pizza crack is a topping. Yes. So I'm like, what is this? And they're like, oh. Kirk just made it up and we've been adding it to every pizza. So it is onion, garlic, jalapeno, dried basil, oregano, red pepper, salt, pepper, finely minced. And so it's like a paste. Yeah, kind of. 
And um, so they, you know, put the sauce on and then they kind of sprinkle mm-hmm. that around and then do the toppings. It mm. was so good. It's pizza crack. It was delicious. Oh my God. So does it make, is it, do you, God, I'm getting so excited. I can't even talk. <laughs> um, do you, does it like crumbly or do you put oil in it or is it dry? It's kind of dry. Like, yeah. like it's not like a paste really. It's more of okay. like, um, like a gremolata kind of thing. Every, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but no citrus. Is yeah. Okay. Maybe Captain Kirk, cousin Kirk can let us put that pizza crack up on our website. Oh, I think so. And I want to have Lance and Kirk on to talk about their pizza making because they really mm. have made an art out of it. Both of them. Right. Oh, that's yeah. great. I love that. Cause you know, the, the, Artisanal pizza is really, um, it's really coming into the homes of a lot of people now because of these really cool high-end pizza ovens, which are so great. So we could do a whole episode on pizza making. We could. We should definitely video something. And every time I make pizzas, Jason laughs because I'm like, I'm never making pizza again. Just remind me, please remind me that I'm never making pizza again because it's so messy. It like messes up the whole kitchen with the flour because, you know, I'll make the dough and the whole thing. And then I get real mad when it's over, you know, because everything you're always like in a frantic run to get the pizzas out and into the oven. And then you're just like your kitchen is just a disaster zone. We definitely need to have the boys on to talk about it because there's a method to the madness that doesn't make you want to never make pizza again. Okay. I still do it. Yeah. My weekend was uh, eventful because I don't know, for the past, I feel like for the past couple of weeks, now that it stays light out mm-hmm. late, I just feel like I have tons of kids at my house. They're all coming over after school and hanging out and party house. Yeah, it was a party house. And well, it was a real party house because Jason was out of town last week. So on <laughs> Thursday, there were a couple girls over here and my friend Miss Ashley was here. And so I made um, that I was going to make dinner for everybody. Well, I didn't know the little kids were staying, but I so I was going to make fish for all of us. And then when I said that I was going to make fish, the look on all the kids faces turned to <laughs> horror. And I said, all right, fine, we're not going to have fish. What do you guys want? And I was like, chicken, steak. And they're like, oh, steak, Mrs. Harrow. That sounds great. So I was like, oh, God, then I really wasn't feeling steak. So I bought myself some chicken cutlets. The really, really, really thin Mm, mm -hmm, chicken cutlets. mm -hmm. And I brought them home and I threw them in a quick marinade of lemon juice, olive oil, and just some smashed garlic cloves. Mm. And I let that sit for like an hour or so. And then I took cherry tomatoes Mm -hmm. and I made a little confit like we did, where I took half the, I took half the pint of cherry tomatoes and I, and I broiled them Mm -hmm. with olive oil, salt and pepper and shaved garlic. Mm. And, you know, sliced thin garlic. Yeah. Then I took the other um, tomatoes, the fresh tomatoes, and Mm -hmm. I chopped them really fine. And then I added the roasted tomatoes to the fresh tomatoes Mm. with basil and chopped garlic and um, olive oil and salt and pepper and a little bit of, you know, balsamic reduction drizzle. And I put that on top of the chicken titties, the little tiny babies. And on the, because I just grilled them. And it was so delicious because I love like a kekka on top of a I was about to say, it's like a roasted tomato kekka. Yeah. And I love that. But like just roasting the tomatoes Mm. gave it that little umph. So I want to just do the recipe again, perfect it. So to make sure I have it all in order and we'll put it on our website because I think it's a really great weeknight. Yeah. Delicious. Summer's coming and the tomatoes are good. Love that. So that was fun. Um, And then, well, 
I know it's not going to be a surprise to anyone. I mean, I already know what's coming. I know. Crazy Courtney Christini was at it again. I made some more Christini this weekend for the dance team party. The dance team party came. I didn't, it was a 2.30 party. I didn't want to do a lot of food. So Mm -hmm. I ordered some big cheese platters to come from my friend who does them. And then um, I made the roasted tomato burrata Christini. Then I made a new one. Oh. I took a variety of mushrooms, Mm -hmm. shiitake, portobello, and white mushrooms, chop them up. You put some red wine, some garlic, some thyme, Mm. and some olive oil, and you stick them in the oven and you let them go for 20, 30 minutes. And then you just scoop that. It makes that yummy sauce. And you scoop that on top of the crostini. And then you top with fresh parsley. So they were really delicious. Mm. And then I did one from Gabi. What's Gabi cooking? Mm -hmm. That was the the pea one that I made a while ago that you take the fresh peas with the mint Right, right. And the lemon and the cheddar, not the cheddar, you put jack (laughs) cheese. No, you do. You put like California jack cheese in with the peas. So it's like a cheese. Yeah. And then you put it on the crostini. Then you put burrata. And the recipe calls to put prosciutto on top, but you know me with my pork, I can't eat it. So I I left that off. But, um, you know, the dance teachers, the parents, I think, I think the crostini were a big hit. Fans nice. of the podcast were like crazy Christine Courtney's <laughs> in the house. They knew about it. Um, and so, yeah, so it was good. And I love it. Well, we had a belated Mother's Day dinner at Mr. Chow last night. Oh, yeah. Jason was sick last night, last week. Right. It was so good. That place, I mean, it's been around forever. It is yeah. so delicious. It's the. It's just like my favorite. And I'm not a Chinese food person. You know, no, it's not my really favorite aren't. food. I like it, but it's like I like certain kind. And this was just and my favorite thing that we had. Well, besides the crispy beef, which is crazy. But um, is they have this like seaweed that they... And you know, I don't like seaweed, but they Nor do flash I. fry. Nor like, do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like really bright green, tiny, tiny. It's like shredded. It looks like, um, it, it looks like, like packaging paper that you would put in. Right. You know, crinkle like, paper. In, 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 yeah, crinkle <laughs> paper. It looks like crinkle paper. Um, but it has like some kind of, it has like walnuts in it and it has like, it is so hmm. good. Is it like a side dish or an appetizer? Yeah, just like a little sappy, like you just put it there and yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh. Um, oh my God. It was just so good. Um, we, and oh, and also, you know, I'm not a big duck person, but mm. we had, I had the duck, I had the whole Peking duck and I took a bite and you wrap it in the little pancake, which everyone in my family kept saying, pass the tortillas. I'm like, they're not tortillas, <laughs> they're pancakes. And you put the hoisin in there. And, um, I and I was, love I, duck. I really, cause I don't love duck. And I, and my brother-in-law was like, just taste. It's so good. And I was like, all right. So I did. And I was like, you're right. It's really freaking good. So I was happy that I liked it, you know? Good. Poor little duckies. I don't feel, I feel bad though for the ducks though. Well, you just can't think of it like that. You don't feel bad for the cow when you eat steak. I do, but I just love it so much. Get over it. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, speaking of ducks, I was talking mm-hmm. to mom last week. You know, mm-hmm. she does her walks every day at Cooper Aerobic Center. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh gosh, oh, there are so many ducks around here. And Oh yeah. And she's like, there's the babies, and then there's the teenagers, and then there's the mamas and the daddies. How does she know they're teenagers? <laughs> oh, because she sent me a photo, and they look like little teenagers. Like, they're oh not the softy little fuzzy ducks. Yeah. They're like. They're not fully developed. Exactly. Yeah. So she was like, oh, oh, gosh, there's this duck over here, and it's just humping that other duck. 
Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I didn't even know ducks had sex. I right. just thought like they do their eggs. eggs and then the duck comes and fertilizes them. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know, know a lot either. about that. I think there's some duck humping that goes on. Yes. Clearly. And so I tell her this and she's like, uh-uh, they, they mount them. They just, <laughs> the, the male ducks just get up there on that female duck and mount them. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh God. She's like, yeah, it's the back entry method. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh. And I am just like dying. And she's like, I, one time I saw these two ducks on this other female duck and they were just going after it. And I was oh like, my oh my God. God. And she's like, and I was walking with so-and-so and she's like, leave her alone. Yelling at the duck. It's like a duck porno over there at the Cooper Aerobic Center. Seriously. <laughs> They're mounting on the back and entering There's in the There's gangbangs. Yeah. yeah. It's. <laughs> God. There's babies everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's. They need to get that under control. He's always wanting to take the, my kids up there to see the ducks. <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. I'm not sure that I'm ready to expose them to that. Debauchery, that oh, duck debauchery. Well, that's <laughs> oh, one thing for with sex ed. <laughs> yeah, but aren't all animals pretty much back end mounters or whatever she said she called it? Back entry, back entry mounts. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I don't know. I don't think sharks do it that way, but I'll have to look it up. I'm gonna watch some animal porn later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, turn it on Discovery and see what you what you learn. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Let's do it like they do in the Discovery Channel. <laughs> well, Court, we did get a call into the hotline this week that I want to play for you. Oh, we haven't had a hotline call in a while. I know, and it's a good one. So, I was going to say, we need to remind our listeners about our hotline. Please call in with funny stories, mom stories, sibling stories, food stories, kitchen conundrums. Funny stories about us. And that number is 866-443-9747. 866-4-HEY-SIS. <laughs> Let's listen. Hey, ladies. It's Steven or Steve Sink from uh, Chicago that we met at the Chicks concert. I want to thank you all again for giving me the most incredible, memorable evening. I've been going on about it all week. I would have been actually living um, on a high, a much higher high, had I not caught the cold you gave me. Yes, it was miserable, and I was sick all week, finally better yesterday. Thank you so much for the shout-out. I couldn't believe that you guys um, had as much fun as I did. I didn't think it was possible, but um, thank you for those kind words. And yes, we are going to be best friends forever. Your show is incredible. I loved every minute of it. I laughed so hard. I was cackling in public. People were looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's not much different than the looks I normally get. Mary and Emily were incredible. I knew as soon as you called her, stop it, Mary, that she was from Chicago because everybody in the Midwest says stop it. Uh, but their stories are great. I really enjoyed it. Like the milk and the chicken, that was a Midwest staple. Canned vegetables, mashed potatoes. Don't knock on it. Mother Mary was just following in line with every other mother in the Midwest in the 90s. And we are all still here today. But I myself have also had an experience in the back of an explorer. Hello, Ventura County Canyon. 
Um, and basements were the best. I knew as soon as they talked about the money that it was gone. My mom did something similar to me. Um, but it was a great show. Thank you guys so much again. I love you. I wanted to call in and tell you that I love the show. I'm going to keep listening. I can't wait to see you guys again. Love you. Literally love your show. Oh my God. I love him. I love Steve Sink. Yes. He is really going to be our best friend for our life. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, we need to have him on. We should have him on. He he can be well when he when he comes to LA. We'll have him on, or Dallas. I'm vying for him to come to Dallas too. Oh yeah, true. I guess so. It's or closer. we can take a sister's trip to Chicago. Ooh, and bring the, Mary and her sister. We'll go. Oh well, my Mary, gosh. I mean, Emily Stop already it. lives there. Stop it. Well, I, Mary <laughs> and Emily were such a popular episode that we need to maybe have a follow up with them so we could. Uh, Take a trip to Chicago and do a sister's dish from Chicago. Okay. I love this idea. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, you know, thank you, Emily Bechet. We've gotten a lot more followers based on you pimping out the episode. So thank you for that. There's like a lot more listeners from Glen Ellen. You can tell. Yes. I need to go look at our location (laughs) stats. (laughs) We love our Illinois listeners. So one of the things that happened when we came to visit you that I haven't talked about yet is Lance and I were at the baggage claim. Lance says, okay, there's a guy over there that looks like he could pound my face in and he's (laughs) wearing a shirt that says, call me chef, damn it. I said, (laughs) oh. And, you know, we're constantly just on the lookout for people who could be chefs or could Mm -hmm. be something in the the culinary. Yeah. Or just a really great set of siblings. Yes. 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 So (laughs) he's walking out and I said, hi, excuse me. My name is Whitney and I have a podcast with my sister, blah, 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 blah. blah. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm, I'm chef Andre Rush. I'm like, okay. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Some people might've heard of him. My kids went bananas when you told me. Yeah. So we were pitching him to come on the podcast and he was so sweet and so nice. And I started reading his book. He has a book called call me chef. Damn it. And it's all about his life growing up in Mississippi and just hard worker. He was an athlete. He's an artist. He went on to go into the military and become a chef within the military and then went on to the White House and served as a chef for four presidents. Like That's so cool. What a man. Yeah. This guy is insanely cool. And so he's known as the world's strongest chef. He does 2,222 push-ups a day to bring awareness to the 22 veterans who commit suicide on average every day. Oh my God. Yeah. We need to bring awareness to that. That's just horrendous. A hundred percent. And he's just a huge motivational speaker for mental mm. health. And what an angel. He really is. And he, he constantly credits his mama for giving him the cooking mm-hmm. skills. And mm. he's just awesome. He also has a show called Kitchen Commando that's on Tubi. 
and mm-hmm. he goes in. My and, kids know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes in and helps restaurants, and I just am like kind of obsessed with him right now. Yeah, and he's like huge on YouTube, and yes, yeah, he's really amazing. Yeah, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, and he was on GMA making this honey habanero chicken, and I think Ooh. I want to try to make it. It looked so good. I want to make that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, what a what an incredible human being. I just I wanted to mention it because I feel like it's a really really good book. I'm listening to it on Audible, which I think is fun because he obviously narrates it. So I think oh, I'm going to listen to more people should check it out because he he's really an inspiration and an awesome guy. Please, Chef Andre, come talk to I us. Know. Please, we I know Chef you. Rush, we love you. Yeah, we'll call yeah. you Chef. Damn it. Yeah, we'll call you chef, damn it, and we'll dangle from your arms. Yes. <laughs> you can take pictures of us doing pull-ups on your biceps. Oh, God. <laughs> I might need assistance with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of chefs, yes, we should get into our two chefs that are on the podcast today on Sister's Dish. Yeah. Mama Ashley and Mama Carol. As our listeners know, Mama Ashley, our mom... Uh, was a caterer, is a caterer, you know, she still, she still has her jobs here and there. I, as yeah. we joke, she's getting busy again because we think the podcast is <laughs> blowing her up, blowing her up. Um, but she never, she didn't work solo. She had a sidekick, a right-hand woman, and her name's Carol Carter, and they have been best friends and partners for a long time. And so we thought it would be really fun to have them both on to talk mm-hmm. about some of their funny moments, some of their challenging moments mm-hmm. when they were in the height of their catering business. Um, and they're pretty funny. <laughs> they are. They they brought it and it was really sweet and, and special. And I thank them both for coming on and, and sharing their stories. And there are some funny ones in there. So let's get into it. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. This is a very special episode of Sister's Dish for me personally, because not only do we have on Mama Ashley, but we also have on pretty much like my second mom growing up, Mm -hmm. Mama Carol. And I'm not even going to say how we know Mama Carol. I'm going to let these ladies tell the story of how we got to know Mama Carol. Before we formally introduce Mama Carol and Mama Ashley, I just want to say the reason we're having both of these mamas on today is because if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, you know that our mom, Mama Ashley, started a catering company when she was 55 after our parents divorced. And she recruited Carol to be her right-hand person with the catering company. So it was a very pivotal time in, I think, both of your lives going through transitions. So we'll go back to that part. But um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about how the two of you met. Okay, so how do I begin? I will say that uh, my oldest daughter and Whitney went to Mother's Day Out. And I'll never forget, they were in like the two-year-old room. And I go to pick her up and they said, Lee loves that little girl over there. Uh. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. And it was Whitney. So then later on, Margaret comes in, we introduce ourselves and say, my daughter really likes yours and decided that we would have some play dates. And it's sort of, Margaret, what would you say? I'd say that's right on. And we did, they were best friends and we became best friends. So 
That's how it happens. Just all evolved. It did. Just from two little girls. They were so cute. And they're still friends, which is awesome. Absolutely. It makes me so happy to have you here because you were such a pivotal part of my growing up. I just remembered this. Carol paid me 30 bucks a month to take Lily home every day from high school. I did. <laughs> she needed a carpool. I was also on the dole because uh, she, I used to babysit a lot for you, for all those girls. You oh, did. Yeah. And I had to make mm-hmm. specific turkey sandwiches for you, Courtney. You did? I did. Very plain, not much on them, but mostly turkey and white bread or wheat bread that was toasted. Oh, my gosh. Good Lord. Picky, picky. (laughs) That's so funny. You were cooking for me and I was the one babysitting. I was probably like mother's helper or something. You were, but I can just remember picking you up knowing I had to have your lunch ready. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I think I'd look for another babysitter. (laughs) She was used to it because Lee used to peel the crusts off of hamburger buns, which McDonald's. But oh yeah, yeah. tell us a little bit about how y'all started to work together. Mom, you started your catering company, and then Carol was always working at the preschools that were in the churches where I had my commercial kitchens, and so I don't know. I gotta got bungled up or something. And I said, Carol, please come work for me. Come help me. And um, one of the things we did was there were four, three or four women at the church. There were young, young mothers and they were professional women, doctors or scientists, lawyers, whatever, bankers. And they didn't like to go home and cook at night. So Carol and I started doing dinners for them. We'd make dinners for a month for all of them. And I guess oh, yeah, that's when I remember we that. I guess yeah. that's when we first started really doing it because I needed her to help me do that because I was doing other things. And so um we did that and one funny story that I do remember was uh we made chicken pot pie and they picked it up, took it home and all that and um I don't know, the next day, a week later, whatever. She's a doctor, but she also teaches at UT Southwestern. And so she said, oh, gosh, I left that chicken pot pie in my car overnight. And we were like, oh, and she goes, oh, it was no problem. She said, I just took it in, put it in the freezer. We've eaten it. It was great. (laughs) So it kind of became a thing if. If we left something out or did something or, you know, something was kind of dicey. Questionable. Yeah, we'd say, what, what would Myra do? Exactly. <laughs> and, oh, that's hilarious. It gave us a little leeway. A lot of leeway. Yeah. One of the other funny things is I would cook for the old ladies that had circle, uh, what they call circle, which was like little Bible study stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd cook lunch and I'd make little salads and sandwiches and little lady food. <laughs> and then they started complaining to somebody in the church and said, and it got back to me that they just didn't like that. And I said, well, what do they want? They said, they want a meal like mama makes. So oh. basically a lot of them, I guess it was their only meal of the day. So Aww. we started making casseroles and all these big things and they loved it. So oh, that's, that's cute. cute. Yeah. Well, were you both, I know mom was, but Carol, were you going through a divorce at that time as well? Yes. 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 So we were was it sort of was uh, go ahead. I was just going to say yes. We've known each other so long that we've 
gone through a lot of um, experiences. We've shared a lot of great times. And we also, because we're friends, we're able to support each other during the bad times. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was going through a divorce. So it was so easy to slip in with Margaret Mm -hmm. to help her. I always needed money, to be honest. So we just sort of supported each other. And the catering made it easy because Mm -hmm. I would teach in the mornings then I would go into the kitchen and put on my little white jacket and we'd start grousing about what was going on in our lives as we're slinging mm. food and just, you know, going to town. Chopping with knives. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, then it was kind of like cooking therapy, basically, the two of you. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I know cooking is our therapy, so. Yeah, we didn't have to play, th- we didn't have to pay for therapists. Yeah, really. You know, we just had each other. <laughs> and took your anger out on those mashed potatoes. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Despite that being a challenging time in both of y'all's lives, I remember there was a lot of laughter. So tell us about some of those hilarious moments that y'all had in the kitchen. Margaret, we had a lot. You start. No, you tell them about the wedding that we did for 200 people at the old red oh courthouse. Oh my gosh. Well, we, <laughs> we did this wedding and I mean, it was really nice. We had little um, French fries and little bitty packages, individual, yeah. and we did all this cool stuff. But the only problem was, is that they didn't have a trash system. Okay. So we're bagging all of our trash from this wedding for 200. Did they even have cans? Like, did they even have trash cans? No, you're just putting no, in no. bags. So um, we knew that ahead of time, but we weren't really prepared <laughs> for exactly what it meant. I had uh, contacted my husband, my ex-husband, and said, can I borrow a pickup truck? Right. Because, of course, we had to load all this stuff there. Sure. So when it's all over and done with, I mean, everybody's working really hard. We bagged up. I don't know, eight, ten bags of trash. Right. And they didn't buy the can the beer in cans they bought no. it in bottles, oh, bottles. so you have all these heavy. bottles and it's really yeah. really heavy well guess what there's no dumpster at this red courthouse <laughs> either so oh, at two or three in the morning because we're finally oh. leaving we decide we have got to get rid of all this trash so we pull up to a dumpster at the church at the church <laughs> where we worked and at that hour i've got the t- the lids are up and we're standing in the back of this pickup truck <laughs> slinging trash bags uh, into the dumpster and going what are we doing are we crazy right. or what of course we were laughing because that's what you do i mean it's just a story and you just look back at your the events and go okay i remember this one this will always stand out <laughs> I mean, my question, my, I was going to ask you guys if there was ever any incidents so challenging that you thought you couldn't go on. That was it. <laughs> I was going to say, I would think there'd be some tears coming through that laughter. If uh, no. It was so funny because it was two or three in the morning and we're, you know, in that church is in a neighborhood. Oh, and yeah. here we are slinging bottles. Slinging beer bottle. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I mean, it was loud. Mm-hmm. I'm sure oh, yeah, really it was. Loud. And we, that's what made us tickle because we thought the people are probably thinking, what in the heck is going on over there? And of there? course, when the people come to collect the church trash, yeah. they're going to be going, really? What did they do last night? <laughs> yeah, wine and well, beer bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. We all are familiar with Jesus's biggest miracle, people. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. We made, yeah, we made the wine that night. Oh, yeah. 
Well, we moved churches a couple of times too. Mm-hmm. And Carol always followed me and went to the and started working at the day school wherever yeah. that church was. And we kept Oh my gosh. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. And we were doing an event for one thing and and you know, you had those giant steamer pans and mm-hmm. we had it full of a casserole because we were feeding like I don't know, 400? Yeah, a whole lot. Something like that. We had like eight of those. They were so heavy. Yeah, and they get, and those will buckle sometimes. Oh, yeah. Carol was taking it out of the refrigerator. What was in it? Mac and cheese and ham or something. It was like a beefy mac kind of thing. It was something, you know, to feed a lot Mm -hmm. quantity. Carol dropped it on the floor. (laughs) It buckled on her and half of the food fell out and on the floor. And we both looked at each other like, uh uh-oh. And five second rule. It was the five second rule. The thing that was funny is we had a, a little young girl working with us and that we didn't want to, we knew that we would pick it up and put it back in there, but we didn't know what she would say. And we looked at her and she goes, pick it up, put it back in there. <laughs> Hurry, pick it up, pick it up quick. And we were scooping that stuff back into that big steamer oh, pan God. and killing ourselves laughing, going, oh my gosh. 30 second nuts. rule. Well, at least it was a clean commercial kitchen and not somebody's kitchen with cat hair all over it. That was a call in that we did get, Carol. You'll have to go back and listen to the National Siblings okay. Day episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like there were a lot of casseroles being made during that time period. Well, yeah. I mean, we were doing a lot of work for different types of entities. The church Mm -hmm. had assigned us and, well, they had a once a month commitment that they took food over to the homeless shelter for the youth, the youth people, you know, the youths in the church. And so Mm -hmm. that was one thing. And then maybe we would have another person come along and say, I'm having a meeting and I need uh, lunch for Mm-hmm. 40 50 yeah. and so right. you would have these we would just make a casserole with a salad and it's always dependent on what the client wants mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. also dependent on what the client wants to spend oh yeah well yeah and every time they would have bring in those uh men choirs from england and stuff oh, yeah they would have <laughs> men choirs from england well there would be boys and men they, and they're all boys to men boys yeah <laughs> Boys and men, there were there were no women involved. Anyway, they would come and we'd have to feed them dinner. But then they would go and have a concert in the sanctuary, and then and that's usually three to five hundred people that mm-hmm. would attend. And Jeez. then they come back out, and it's all hors d'oeuvres. I mean, everywhere. Oh God, yes. Plus right. they pop the wine, and then they'd be drinking until about midnight. Yeah. And don't forget, we made cookies. By the billions for Sunday mornings. Oh, yeah. We'd make a thousand thousand cookies a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A thousand cookies a week. Yeah. And they ate them. It's a lot of cookies. They put them out all over the church. That is. Yeah. One time we made or tried to make tamales at Carol's house. (gasps) Oh, I forgot the tamale episode. Oh, that was such a conundrum. (laughs) That was such a conundrum. Well, we wanted to, I feel like I'm kind of monopolizing. So Margaret, jump in. No, no. She's on all the time, Carol. Well, we wanted to make cocktail tamales. We mm-hmm. just thought they were so cute. And cute idea. Everybody, you know, wanted them. And I mean, we've done so many fun things, and mm-hmm. this was going to be our tamales. So we got another friend of ours to come join us. Who is that? 
that would be our friend Carolyn. Oh, okay. And Carolyn didn't cook with us. She was our... Ace tester? Yes. And she would always sit on the bar stool next to us, you know, the little stool. Even when we were in the kitchens at the church, she would stop by. So (laughs) we brought all the masa and the ingredients to my house this time, Mm -hmm. and we made billions of tiny tamales and i mean we're talking three inches yeah maybe yeah oh my gosh and we had to wrap them all up in the corn then you had to tie the little string around them oh and we had tons of them left over too what did you put in them what did we put margaret beef or chicken something i don't know or pork Pork, or something i don't remember were they good did they turn out no (laughs) well they were okay but i mean you could eat them, but we probably should have just made a tamale pie with them. Yeah, we really, I mean, And then my kitchen was an absolute wreck. Of course. I mean, it was masa flour from head <laughs> to toe, and it was exhausting. But it was okay. It was a learning curve. We decided we wouldn't do that anymore. Right. You realize that it, they're way too labor-intensive to ever make your money back on baby tamales. Yes. Oh, that is funny. The idea is good. Oh, yeah. We we had lots of ideas. Oh, yeah. We have way too many <laughs> ideas and not enough smarts to do it. But I have to say, we did some pretty doggone hot things, too. Remember, mm-hmm. we had the birthday party at the Garahans, and we did the brisket tacos. Right. And, oh, man, we had those guacamole. Uh, excuse me, where whose brisket taco recipe were you using? I don't know. Was it yours? Probably yours. <laughs> <laughs> yours is the best. All right. I think back and... I remember what I think is probably the first time that y'all cooked together was at the Ursuline Holiday Bazaar preview party. Oh my yes. gosh. Oh my God, that was it. Margaret? It is. Yeah, well, that's, where, that's where we got our start, Carol. <laughs> Explain what that is, Whitney. So that's where I think the genesis was. But yeah. Ursuline was where Courtney and I went to high school, all girls Catholic high school, and Lily went there too. They put on a holiday bazaar where there's all these different stalls and people sell a bunch of crap. Um, but the night before it opens, preview party. They do a preview party, and and it's like a really nice thing. Oh, yeah. And and so, how did y'all get involved with that? First of all, Whitney, you're a year older, so your mother right. sort of was the pioneer, bringing me into right. the Ursuline community <laughs> and saying, "Carol, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to do this, but I'd love you to help me as my volunteer assistant." So that's how I got roped into some of this. You're, right. say, you're saying it's so nice. I just said, like, Carol, you're going to come do this with me because well, there's nobody Marcus, else. This may be my only blo- opportunity to talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, she just said, you know, I'm doing this. Do you want to do it with me? Knowing that I love to cook. Yeah. And I, you know, pr- do a pretty good job. And she yes. does too. Well, we, we cook we, really well together. Yes, so. because we have good imagination. I'm the artistic part of it right. too. Yeah. So, oh my God, Margaret, we had prime rib. We had that crawfish dip. We had your borscht. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we had incredible food. And that also sort of set us up because so many people were impressed that Mm -hmm. they were like, okay, you two do something Mm -hmm. for us. How many people do you think that was for? I don't know. 100, 150, maybe. Something like that. Something like that. Because they had to pay to come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you bought a ticket. Well, that crawfish dip that you're talking about is still mm-hmm. oh, one yeah. of my mm-hmm. top recipes. Oh, it is yeah. the best. It is so good on the little Melba toast. I'm going to put that on the website. Actually, I'm just going to make it, I think. 
Do you, still, you have the recipe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is so delicious. Is that, was that one of your recipes from your family? Or? Yes and no. Um, the recipe came from another friend from Baton Rouge, where I'm originally from. Yes. And it was called, we called it cream crawfish. Well, mm. I went back to a cookbook that my mother had that was pretty old. Yeah. And there it was, but it was called crawfish elegante. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. yes. 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 So whenever I give it out, I give it out as crawfish elegante. Because it is elegante. It, it is. It is. Crawfish are not really elegante. I just hate to burst your bubble. The crawfish are like bottom feeder nasties, aren't they? <laughs> Courtney. But, but it tastes good. In Louisiana, they are treasured. They are I treasures. Know, I'm teasing. They're mud bugs. I, they're mud bugs. It's like what we go are. in the creek. And hey, I used go to, in the creek. When we were kids, my parents, we would get up on a Saturday morning. They would go to the grocery store, buy bags of chicken necks uh-huh. and get yep. all of our nets. And we would go yep. across the river, um, which would be from Baton Rouge over like Plaquemine places uh-huh. where they have these big, deep ditches. Yes. And we would string on our crawfish, our necks, drop yeah. all of our nets and then Go back and check them. And that's how we, and that's how people used to just get their crawfish. You didn't go to Mm -hmm. H-E-B and and those places. You went and got them out of the swamps. Whitney, you have actually I know. I was just about to tell the story. We went when we were eight or so. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. drove to Baton Rouge with Carol and Lee and her two sisters um, to go visit Mimi, which was which was Carol's mom, as we called her, as grandma. And didn't they live like an alligator farm or something? Well, they actually, uh, yes and no. They The land behind them was owned by a man who ran an alligator farm. Okay, that was it. And so um, they had nothing to do with that. That's all. That's more different stories. <laughs> that must have been comforting, bringing small yeah. children there. <laughs> well, as I used to tell my father, if mother disappears, uh, I will have them dredge for her bridge. <laughs> yeah. I just remember going out on the ATVs. Well, finish telling the story about your crawfish keep it related but so what happened is Mimi would give us strawberry baskets and we went out there with a piece of bacon tied on a string and they do have these like little ditches like in the front it's it's kind of like in farmer's branch where granddaddy's house was yeah um a big lawn and go out there and you stick it in there with the bacon and you pull out some crawfish and put them in your strawberry nets yep my mother wanted them to have the experience of crawfishing so yeah she's nice but what Whitney is forgetting is that my mother bought the crawfish live at Stop the grocery it. store and brought them and put them in the ditch for <laughs> them which makes a lot of sense because it's like why would they be on the side of the road like that my mom went and bought live crawfish that is so funny that is oh my hilarious. God, I had no idea. Yes. That was one of my fondest memories of growing up in a really fun trip. I wanted to know what the best meal was that y'all ever made together. Oh, oh goodness, my. Margaret. Goodness, I don't. We've remember. done some incredible meals. We made meals. so many. <laughs> I have to say, I think Margaret's uh, prime rib is one of the best. You're t- no, the tenderloin. Oh, the tenderloin. Yeah, Excuse tenderloin. me. Yeah, her tenderloin is probably the best. And we used to do Father Tim's potatoes, yeah. which everybody oh, those are good. loved. Yeah. What are Father Tim's potatoes? Yeah. Oh, they're um, they're kind of a potato au gratin type mm. thing, and mm. we always made really good salads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Carol always made the best charcuterie boards. Yes, I mean, she, that's true. And I have to fruit, say, you know, fruit trays and everything because she has that artistic ability. Yeah, and and she always made the most beautiful. I did. I forgot. Know, Remember, we adorable. did it at the um, Presbyterian Church. That was one of my prettiest. 
And then I also decorated all the uh, cakes, cupcakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She always decorated those. Oh, yeah. I can make it taste good. I just can't make it look pretty. (laughs) I can make it look pretty, but not. Well, yeah, they still taste good. good. Was there a worst meal? I don't ever remember one that people just went. No, I don't think so either. I don't think anybody ever went. Yeah, we're not eating. We did make (laughs) um, we did make vegetable soup one year. One year that had bugs in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. I forgot, Margaret. I yeah. forgot. I, what did I put in there? And all of a sudden, these green little bugs beans. start floating. You put the green beans? Yes. Frozen green the beans. frozen green beans oh. that had a hole in the bag. But we didn't oh, know God. that. And bugs start floating to the top. And I'm like, Margaret, what this doesn't this? look right. <laughs> did you just skim them off? or No, did we you, actually uh, started over. We tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> well, and if you yeah. don't know what kind of bugs they are, it could be a little dicey. Yeah. Well, now that people want you to eat bugs, That's so right. we should have probably Protein. just left them. Yeah. <laughs> but that, no, that was it. Yeah. Kind of it. I'd like to ask you, what was the biggest learning experience from those days when you look back? I'd say patience, because it taught me to be patient, to learn how to work with somebody. I mean, Margaret and I are the best of friends, but anytime you work with someone, you might have a challenge, you know, just being patient with other people and their needs and kind of listening. Clients, yeah. Not yelling at directors. (laughs) Right. I think we learned how to cook a lot of food for a lot of people Mm -hmm. efficiently. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's And we learned how to manipulate a lot of recipes and... Yeah, and I learned how to... um, judge quantities mm-hmm. you know right. before it's one thing if you're making dinner for eight yeah it's another if it's a dinner for 80 right yes i've always had people go i just don't know how you cook for so many people but you know you cook for one you cook for a hundred it's all the same ingredients you just have to multiply it out right around the time that y'all were working together in the kitchens uh, I got married and mm-hmm. I just remember, Carol, I'm eternally grateful. <laughs> what are you, oh. my wedding? Are you laughing? I'm not, I'm waiting to hear what you have to no. say. I was just going to say, so, you know, we had my rehearsal dinner and we were on a budget and you came out there to California and you were like the drill sergeant that day. You, <laughs> you came in there, you, you got everybody, gave them their marching orders and you and mom produced that whole rehearsal dinner on your own. With and it was beautiful. Gorgeous flowers. Carol flower and our friends did all that. I yeah. did nothing. Uh, oh. I was going to say uh, me, yeah. Linda, who else? Jan. Oh, Jan. 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 Yeah, we did. But it was wonderful. Barbara Pittenger and Ann Lorimer. All but it was wonderful. I guess I am bossy. That's a beautiful moment, though, that y'all, all, all your mom, all your friends came together yeah. and put on this event for me and you. And uh, thank goodness we had Carol at the helm because yes. she knew what you liked. She knew what I liked. And right. Well, it, happened. Uh, it was my pleasure. And I still think about that wedding and dancing and stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, it was really fun. Those Californians okay. thought those Texans were crazy. We are. We are. <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. Well, let's make this quick, but what is the best kitchen tool? What's your favorite, Carol? I would have to say it has to be my um, chef's knife. Okay. Because you Good. can do anything you want with it. Absolutely. Margaret? Knives. Knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Best cooking tip, Carol? Follow the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always follow the recipe. <laughs> Neither do your daughters. Just, I'd say be creative. Yeah, be creative and mm-hmm. don't expect too much of yourself. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Enjoy it's more fun. what you cook, yeah. no matter what. What about um, any advice to women who might 
be going through what what y'all went through and a transition in a life and in divorce or a career change, something along those lines? I think from my perspective, I had the, I truly had some terrible moments of sadness, but I always knew that there was something better out there. Mm -hmm. And I was able to regain myself and rely on myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Be sure and take care of yourself first. Yes. And then I had incredible friends who supported me. And I, you know, would like to think that I supported you, Margaret. You you did. (laughs) Well, that's what I would say, too. You know, your friends, especially friends that are either going through the same thing or have been through Mm -hmm. it, were actually the most supportive because they get it. They understand what you're going through. Right. And, yes, I I always say pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But Mm -hmm. basically... That's kind of what you have to do at the end of the day because you have to start a new life and it's a great, you know, it's been turned into a great life and, um, you know, you have to be thankful for everything. I always say when God closes one door, he opens another. Absolutely. And so you have to look at the light of the day, the next day. Don't assume this is the end. It's not. And not to say that it isn't hard. It's hard. Yeah. This has been great. I thank you both so much. I get a little verklempt <laughs> because you have been just such a wonderful person in my life. And mm. I love you so much. And I love your daughters. Oh, and thank you. I uh, There are so many wonderful memories of my childhood that involved you and your family. Well, you I mean, were part of us, Whitney. Yeah. It, you, you pretty much were. I mean, yeah. wherever we went, Whitney went. Yes. And that was just the way it was. Yeah. Same thing with Lee. Oh, yeah. 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 Lee spent many vacations with us. Yes, oh, she yeah. did. Oh, yeah. Yes, she did. Her parents even let her go to Hawaii for two weeks at Christmas. I know. <laughs> oh, no. anyway. Well, she had two more at home. You know. That yeah. was my theory, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I've got some spares. Go ahead. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you okay. so much. And we, uh, we're we going to need um, maybe one of those special casserole recipes Ooh, yeah. to put up there. We'll and find something. That- yeah. Dirty crawfish dip. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Dirty crawfish elegante. Oh, that's right. That's well, right. you know, you Miss Smarty, you could put lobster in it if you wanted that's to. That's true. That's more and you style. can mix in yeah. cra- uh, crab meat as well. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, right. Okay. Okay. There are variations to everything. Yes. All right. I'm thinking See, be that's creative. the way I'm do it. Thanks for having me, girls. This yeah. is my pleasure to be oh, with you, right. too. So Very glad. special. Thanks. Love you. L- love you both. Love, love you, too. Court, I love you. I love your show. Love you. Love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com. And don't forget to call into the Hey Sis hotline at 866 4 hey with funny mama stories or kitchen conundrums of your own. 